0: In 1785, William Cowper, English poet and hymn writer, wrote the poem, The Task. There, he stated that variety is the spice of life that gives it all its flavor. However, when it comes to food, spices are wonderful, but sometimes it's all about the sauce that takes a food to the next level. After all, for many, aren't French fries a conduit for ketchup? And what are fish and chips without a creamy tartar sauce and malt vinegar. And if you're a sushi fan, a dab of wasabi and soy sauce brings what seems like perfection to another level. So in previous podcasts, we've often spoken about our favorite foods from around the world. And today, something slightly different. We talk about our favorite condiments. We're going to do three each from around the world that make food. And maybe, just maybe, how can you add them to your cooking repertoire when making a meal? Hi, I'm Tanya, and this is Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast all about things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And with
1: me is Kristen. Kristen. Hello! I'm like mid-yawn, so I had to cut it off to <laughs> say hi. Sorry about that. You're not boring, I'm just tired. <laughs> okay, good. And so Zen! Zen, hello! Yeah,
2: I'm out here. I'm here.
0: Okay. Are you yawning or you're okay?
2: <laughs> no, I'm okay. I was okay, just okay, laughing good. at uh, Kristen's.
0: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> It's alright, it's Monday. Yeah. Or not is it? It's Wednesday. Never mind. No, we're uh. recording on Monday.
1: We can we can be transparent. <laughs>
0: and now that we have our intros and topic done, a short break from our sponsor whose courses will feed your mind.
2: Meet us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Okay. So, Tanya, you you did the introduction. Kristen, you and I had to decide who's going to go first. What do you say? Rock, paper, scissors.
1: Okay, we're gonna call it out.
2: Okay, so in three, yeah, we'll call it out <laughs> since we can't s we're not we are not we are recording remotely. Okay. One, <laughs> two, three.
1: three. Paper. Is...
2: Oh, so I, <laughs> I win. Does that mean you I win. get to choose or do I go first?
1: Uh, I guess <laughs> so you... It means you get to choose, but I'm gonna say you go first. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll go first.
1: I'll choose for you. Okay. Okay.
2: I'll go first. Okay. So we're talking about three different condiments. And the first condiment I will talk about is something called a Chilean pebre. Mm -hmm. Um, A pebre is a, I'll say visually, it's a a sauce that I've typically eaten on meats. But if you look at it, it kind of looks a lot like... The closest I can say is it. It looks like a lot of chopped vegetables and such because that's what it really is. Um, so it maybe a salsa is probably the best way you can. I can make a uh, make a description of it.
1: Well, you and, know, doesn't oh, salsa just mean sauce in Spanish?
2: I think it does. Yes, actually, it does. yeah. So
1: it's yeah. technically yeah that yeah. if it it's the description. Yeah.
2: yeah. So this this typically is made out of a couple things. It could be. Um, it's not always consistent on the ratios, but typically there's some tomatoes, there's cilantro, scallions, garlic. Now this is the flavor to me is mixing all those. So you cut these all down into little, little tiny, 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 tiny chunks. And then you add a red wine vinegar and yeah. And then some people will actually add a little bit of chili peppers. Um, to give it a little bit of a spicy flavor. So once you get all these things together, you chop it up, you put it together in like a little container and you let it sit and you let that vinegar steep into the vegetables. I've also seen it with, they have a little bit of olive oil and definitely um, a little bit of garlic salt just to add that little special flavor in. And so this is actually, so you make a steak, and you put it on top of the steak, and you eat it like it's steak sauce. But I've also had it where they actually take pieces of toast, and you spread it across the toast almost like an avocado spread.
1: That oh, sounds wow. amazing. My yeah. mouth is seriously watering. This sounds fabulous.
2: Have you guys ever had – um When you go to like an Italian restaurant where they put the balsamic vinegar and the olive oil and eat the bread, this is kind of like that. It has that kind of flavor, the bottom flavors, but also on top of it, you have, you know, you have the cilantro, you have a little bit of garlic, you have And so there's all these different flavors coming about it. And it really, really makes the food and it's super simple to make. Just look it up. It's something literally you can make in 10 minutes and try it on your food.
1: It sounds amazing. And it actually is reminding me. I don't remember who introduced this to me, but they would put like, you know, those thick chili flakes that sometimes pizzerias have. Yeah. My friend would do that and then put the oil and vinegar on top of it. So you would get that chili taste with it when you would like dip bread in it. And it was so (laughs) good. That sounds really good too. Wow. And so I never thought of like going even further and putting all those flavors in it.
2: I'll throw something else out. This was not part of my three, okay. but I've taken those same chili, pow- uh, the chili flakes just to get from a pizzeria. So you you get it, let, let's say, I'll give just a really rough, like an eighth of a cup of those chili flakes, throw it into a pan. Then you take probably about a quarter cup, half a cup. You know, it's not an exact science of about a quarter cup of olive oil. And then you heat it in not quite boiling, but you heat it until the uh the pepper steep into the oil actually mm. usually lots of people use a you don't have to use olive oil, but you can use like a um, like a yellow oil a vegetable oil okay then on top of it you once that cools down, you add some chili oil on top of it uh, I'm sorry sesame seed oil wow. Then you strain this, oh uh, pep- the peppers out, and then the it comes out like a red color. You can actually put a little garlic in it, and it's uh, a little garlic in it. You can uh, before you st- when you are heating it up, and also a little pepper or a little other things. But then you have this clear reddish oil. Sometimes you could put paprika in it, and then you just put it on. It's a Japanese thing, and you can put it on top of your foods. Oh, so it's a very it's like a it's like a Peppery chili oil, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Just a few squirts, a little couple drops, and it completely changes the flavor of, flavor of your food.
1: Sorry, does this have a name?
2: Um, I think they <laughs> usually it's just like a jap like in English. You, if you go to a Japanese stores, it's a you can purchase it. It's a Japanese chili oil, okay. and they're usually only they sell them in literally one ounce bottles because you oh, just take a little wow. tiny drop, and it, it's not like severe heat, but you get that flavor. Mm -hmm. And you get the flavor and you get the um, sesame flavor, and it's fantastic. You put it in soups, put it on, you know, fried rice.
1: I guess it's, like, really potent. It's –
2: you know what? It's not hot potent, but it's that kind of savory uh, sesame heat flavor, which is great.
0: I want to try to do that. That sounds really, like, easy, too, at the same time. But probably one has to be careful because you could tell it's really – Strong,
2: it can be depending on the chili flavor, right? You use. Of course, um, yeah, but of course, I you have to refrigerate it because it doesn't have any preservatives. Um, oh, of course, if you buy yeah. it from a Japanese store, they have more preservatives in it and it'll last longer. But this stuff lasts in the fridge for you know a couple of weeks, Yeah. it's gone by the time <laughs> it spoils. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And okay. what was the name of the Chilean one?
2: It's called a pebre sauce. P E B R E pebre pebre yeah
1: huh. okay okay so well, i'm digging that can you get it here in the states
2: i never you know what i've never seen it sold but cuz it's so easy to make at home okay so i think everyone tends to make it fresh
0: Oh. Yeah, that's right. And and you're really good at cooking, right, Kristen? (laughs) Ha
1: (laughs) ha. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. No. I'll bake it into a bread, but do you know what this is
2: almost like you can take all the ingredients, throw it into a blender, just not you just pulse it and not over chop it? Like the food
1: processors?
2: Yeah, just but pulse it, throw in the oil and throw in the oil, and you're pretty much done.
0: Okay. (laughs) Whatever yes. you say. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, I feel, uh, I almost want to make it for you and take it to you. Oh, thank you. I would welcome that. <laughs> you can make me some bread, and we okay. can. An ex- we can actually eat it together, it but to oh, yeah, that's true. Because
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds really together. good. Yeah. Well, mine that I my first one that I chose is also a hot sauce, and you know what? I think I might have mentioned this on a very old podcast that we did. I don't even remember what the topic would have been but i feel like i've talked about it before it is a hot sauce that is native to belize and boy do they love this it's actually called marie sharps um is the brand of it and um it's like they they now like this whole brand like they do hot sauces and like every different flavor and variety but like every table you go to in Belize has all these Marie Sharps out and I just found it to be so perfectly like a hot sauce but with a subtle flavor but it's not like its own flavor and what's really interesting is that Um, they're a condiment and jam manufacturer that are based in Belize and it's a woman-owned company named after Marie Sharp. And it's highly regarded for its authentic Caribbean carrot-based habanero pepper sauce. So I think that's kind of what they're really known for. And I'm pretty sure you can find it here because if I remember right, when we were leaving Belize, we like loaded up on as much of the Marie Sharp hot sauce as we could to bring back. And then when we got back, I feel like we saw it in stores and we were like, Oh, we could have (laughs) Uh,
2: That's like when I brought mustard back from France.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then you'll like find it everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's like, oh, I never noticed it. It's in the local Ralph's or something like that.
1: But I just think it is such a great, authentic but like unique. Flavor of hot sauce. And I'm reading too that this brand offers many varieties, usually made from sustainably farmed, hand picked fresh fruit and vegetable bases, such as carrots, orange and grapefruit, pulp, nopales, tamarind, mango, and pineapple combined with crushed habaneros or other chilies. So I think it's a great company to support too it's all sustainable um so if you are looking for a hot sauce to try and you can pick that one up i highly recommend
0: very these are all great i i'm i want to try everything but um i'm a kind of a baby on on spicy things (laughs) i live for spicy food so really okay you know it just depends on the day but i'm not big um well it seems like we're um what is it uh Zen and I are kind of on the same page because I'm going to talk about chimichurri, which is the Argentinian, and I'm going to add Uruguayan um, oh. sauce because it, the both countries do it. And and if you don't know what it is, it's a magical green sauce. That's what yes. I
2: call it. <laughs> Very similar to preparé, actually. Absolutely. Has, yeah.
0: I was just looking at it. So it's kind of all, all those countries and, you know south america are kind of doing their thing um let's see and and it brightens up a dish with like fresh colors and flavors it's oil-based and it's also put on meats and and fish like protein it can also be put on bread very similar to pepper so it's it's from the same family um it's healthy and it's super quick to prepare, um, Kristen. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then they have it in green chimichurri and red. And I think the difference is like some of them have red bell peppers in it. But it's almost the same as the recipe um, Zen you were saying. It's like in this case, it's olive oil, and they have white wine vinegar. And I think the the pepper or yeah, the, was it Pepper who had the red wine? Yeah. 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 So then. That I think is gives it that little difference and parsley, garlic, um, also scallions. Some people put chili, some people don't, and they have oregano and salt. Um, the Uruguayans do put the pepper like flakes in there for the little kick and you refrigerate it, chop it really little, like, like the same thing as pepper and refrigerate for 24 hours. Um, I looked for like, where the name chimichurri come from? And of course, just like everything, you have different, you know, um, I guess people saying different things, but one of them is, it's bass um, and the spelling oh, uh-huh. is huh. txim Twice, chimchurri with an R anyway. It's pronounced like chimichurri, but it's a mix uh, and it means like a mix of several things. Then another story I thought was really funny came from an Englishman who was there for the Argentine independence, Jimmy McCurry. And they <laughs> couldn't pronounce this name, so and he oh, liked the parsley kind of thing, in it. so it's chimichurri. So that's hilarious. So um, who knows what the real? But I like that story the best. Um, and a lot of things that um, Argentines and Uruguayans like to make sure is it is not pesto, which I know the two of you know that um, <laughs> it looks similar, you know, but it's still uh, it's not. And um, and just like all these sauces, it could be a marinade, but it's you know for for on top of the meat and um my husband's family never uses it So (laughs) (laughs) they always ask us and i guess it just depends on the region right um they don't put anything on their meat except salt when they're cooking like right before it comes off the grill other than that nothing goes on there so uh, we rarely make it and um but it's still delicious when I go to other people's houses.
2: Okay. If you've ever been to like a Brazilian barbecue, they mm-hmm. usually offer it too.
0: Yes. It's, um yeah. Because, yeah, they're, it's all in the same okay. family. Another one I'm going to mention later is very similar, the same family of what we're
1: talking about. So. I have a question. Um, do any particular cultures or countries in South America – have, do they have more or less, um, like, reputation for liking things spicier or not? Or is it really all just personal preference? Like, does Argentina like really spicy food? No, they don't,
0: they don't have any spicy food in Argentina from what I've gathered. Oh. And in Colombia, we do have it, but it's a little bit – it's very light. I don't okay. know. Have you seen anything like that in Chile? Sen? No.
2: You know what? It's the the – like – Spicy, as in like spicy, hot type of foods. I have not really encountered I think
0: them. It's more middle, Central American.
2: Yeah, you know it's okay. funny because my um, my wife's cousins when they came to the United States were so flabbergasted by like the food in California that we put kind of, we kind of, you know we kind of put hot spicy stuff in a lot of our foods and you yep. don't even realize it you know because it's just like oh that's just the way it is but they were like even complaining like a marinara sauce was too spicy yep, it's just like to- it's a marinara sauce with just oh, like wow they might put it you know you know marinara sauce sometimes they'll put just a little bit of pepper flakes and they were just like it's too spicy and just yep. like <laughs> you know so in Ch- i guess you know my experience with Chile chilean food is that they use very very little hot kind of spicy things however my wife loves the stuff so
0: yeah yeah so same thing in argentina but in colombia you do have it and it's called pique and that's like picante like hot and that's what Mm -hmm. we use and you put that in on empanadas and you put on different things so but it's 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 like um not very common
1: okay yeah thank you
2: okay so second up that i have this was actually introduced to me by my brother-in-law my brother brother-in-law was born and raised in germany and um and also uh is called a german curry ketchup and um (laughs) i always joke that i'm partially german because (laughs) i was raised in the cleveland area and columbus
1: oh yeah yeah
2: and those regions um have a lot of poles and germans Um, and in fact, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, they actually, you know, like when you go to like LA, there's like Chinatown and there's this town or whatever town, um, Japan town or something like that. You go to Columbus, Ohio, they actually have a German town. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's this beautiful part of the city where they have lots of, um. All the streets are brick, and they have lots of German restaurants and German-style um, shops, and it, it's absolutely beautiful. But I digress. We're talking about curry ketchup. So we introduced <laughs> you to this curry ketchup, and typically the, it, it comes in a bottle, maybe about eight ounces. Um, usually it's the shape of a tube, um, and it is what people typically put on something called currywurst. Um and oh the, yeah. yeah, I
1: forgot about curry <laughs> Have you had curry I love curry. Oh currywurst. yeah. Yes. Love it.
2: Yeah, it's a fried sausage with curry ketchup. Um German curry ketchup. And to kind of give you a sensation of what this meat tastes like, the closest thing we would have was if you took actual curry powder and mixed it in with just straight like Heinz ketchup. That's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of sweet. Yeah, and it has a little bit of a sweet flavor to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more complex than that. People make it, um, but you can also so currywurst. You have the the hot dog, you ha- or the I'm sorry, the the is it a, more like a bratwurst? You have um, French fries, and you can dip the French fries in this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just so good. And they have um, mild ones that are very lightly hot and then they have ones that are a little bit spicier hot and it's just fantastic i mean it's probably terrible for you i mean essentially it's hot dogs and (laughs) that's probably Uh with ketchup and curry but it is really delicious it came about in apparently the 1940s Mm -hmm. um so the story is apparently it was created in germany there was a person named um her to whoever in Berlin and she they, they believe she got some ketchup and um, from British soldiers who were still in Germany at the time and then she of course so the basis of the ketchup part and then she mixed into curry and then she started selling it out of her restaurant you know um, somewhere in Berlin and then it became patented apparently and then she started selling it so um oh, wow yeah and so, and it was apparently, um, so, so it's, it's just a famous dish that it's a newer, di- I I think anything under a hundred years old is kind of a more contemporary dish. So, you know, it's not like it's been around for thousands of years, but that's where it comes from. Now, personally, I just. That's I like a on, true
1: fusion. Um, yeah. Like food as well. And I feel like everyone's getting on the fusion train the past few decades, but she was yeah. like one of the OGs.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's kind of funny because I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely like so. Um, But personally, I keep a bottle of this stuff at home. Throw it on my hot dogs. Got french fries. Same thing as put in french fries. You know, I'll put it on like meats and stuff like that. And it's just like when I want a little bit of different flavor to it. It's like, so I think it's great just to have a bottle of it floating around in the fridge. I've
0: never heard of it. Where do you buy it, Zen? You can typically
2: get it from, I mean, of course, a German restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, But if you're lucky, you can actually go to to a local grocery store, um, you know, maybe a little bit fancier one. And yeah. you'll see if you're in the ketchup aisle, it's usually like they'll have three bottles on the top shelf in between other things. Um, so sometimes you can find it in a local grocery store, but um, definitely if you go to a, a German grocery store.
0: Okay. And do you you put it on like meats and French fries or whatever? It, like, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, put it sounds like, okay. It's More like, like a bars. really
1: typical like vendor food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Street food. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, that sounds awesome. Thank you. I did not know. I had never heard of that, and I just looked up the town. It looks gorgeous.
2: Oh, by the way, put on uh, tater tots.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: that's a fusion
1: a, of a fusion.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, instead of that's that's something I was like at home and I was making tater tots for my kids. Like, you know, what it would be really good? And maybe they do it in Germany, but it's like this would be great with that's curry. That's hilarious. <laughs> so
1: yes, yum. Uh, well, mine. Like I said, I like spicy things. How many chutneys have you tasted in your life?
2: There's not, like an infinite number, isn't there? Not yeah, there is.
1: Me, not oh, infinite. Uh, I guess I should like maybe do my research. I feel like it's kind of like India's, like almost like their salsa, where there's a bunch of different varieties of like chutneys but it is like a condiment that you put on stuff it's a spread um so i'm reading here chutneys are made in a wide variety of forms such as tomato relish a ground peanut garnish yogurt curd cucumber spicy coconut spicy onion my favorite is mint chutney oh Um, yeah i'm obsessed with this and so i lived um one of my roommates um, before, right after college, she was, um, Indian and she would hand make this mint chutney, which I fell in love with. And then when I didn't live with her anymore, I had to learn to make it myself, yeah. which we all know how that goes. But, <laughs> shocking, like, yeah, not too difficult. It's kind of like what you had mentioned, Zen, where you put a lot of these, um, flavors Ingredients. together yeah. in like a food processor. Yeah. And it's amazing, like how, I don't want to say basic, it's like very simple, but the, just these flavors that they put together, it is, so distinct and I feel like it is so like exotically it just tastes very like exotic it's very Indian and to me the mint chutney is the best because you have that super refreshing cool mint taste but then especially when I make it I like to put in really spicy peppers and then it has this like hot kick to it Um, and you can put this on anything you can put it on meats you can put it on bread you can dip vegetables in it I love me some mint chutney Mm. And I know they do like mango chutneys and there are a lot of, again, like fusion places that will um, put their own spins on it. And I'm sure in India, there's many chutneys as there are hot sauces around the world. But um, And I like Indian food.
0: I've never really been
1: a fan of chutney but you're seeing it with such enthusiasm i might <laughs> try it try it out and okay. i think a lot of times those restaurants too i don't know if the chutneys are like mass produced like in a way that they won't accommodate your spice but a lot of times those restaurants will ask you how spicy you want something yeah so you would be able to adjust and get a non-spicy one or whatever but i usually like them pretty spicy myself
2: do you eat uh peruvian food
1: i don't not I don't know if I've ever had anything specifically Peruvian, to be honest.
2: Okay. The only reason we we had to find this for you one of these days, there's uh, the Peruvians make of uh, a sauce that I always feel like is kind of similar, but different to that is like, they call it aji verde. Okay. And it's a, another kind of green sauce that's made in a blender. And then they often will put it onto um, like on bread and it's so good. It's got that little spicy flavor. And whenever you go into a Peruvian restaurant, it's like, "Hey, how do? You, what's this made from?" No one will tell you. <laughs> you know, they won't. They will It's it's like their little secret, you know. And then you look on the internet. There's there's no consistent.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. The yeah. Stuff,
1: you know.
2: <laughs> you know. But it's like it's green because and so there's probably some jalapenos in there and there's some cilantro, but it's also kind of like. That milky kind of flavor, like a bright, like a whitish green. So it's like, what's the white part? But oh, I, think yeah. you would, I think you would like it. I think you'd like it. If you I'm down it. to
1: try. Do we have a Peruvian restaurant nearby?
2: You yeah. Know, there used there are to be when... one. Oh. oh, oh, that's right. in Irvine.
1: Oh, anything Inca will be Peruvian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm looking that up. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm actually looking, and apparently every region of India has its own like variety of chutney. So they all kind of specialize in different versions. So yeah. super interesting.
2: That's the thing for me is that when you said chutney, it's just like, yeah, but it's it's kind of like soup de jour. <laughs> you know it's like i keep on ordering soup de jour but they keep on bringing me a different soup every day
0: You know, because <laughs> every day is a different day
2: <laughs> right, but you if you don't know what soup de jour it's like so whatever i feel like i get chutney it's just like it's a different chutney like it's almost like chutney. yeah so i just don't know it's like red or i don't know i've tried a lot of them but i don't know which one i like the most yet so <laughs> i know enough. i know i'm so my last one is Korean.
0: Wait, a, I, oh, jumped, I, I'm next. I
2: skipped you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: because Let's I, uh-huh, it's oh, okay. He orders, and he is super excited about this yeah. one. Will be short because I think we've um we've talked about this already, all of us. Um, so my la- this one that I have is called Ogao, which is. Oh. Uh, same thing, kind of like this, This the, the car, like the onions, the tomatoes, because again, South American, this is from Colombia. Um, and I'm going to say um, that when I was researching some of the, the different ones, those ordinary ingredients is what makes these extraordinary condiments and sauces. Mm. So like what you were saying, Chris, Kristen, it's, yeah, it's like it's basic, right? but right, it, the combination yeah, is what makes yeah. it wow and i think because we have them at home or people in the past had them at home they put them together so ogao translated how do you spell, that? How do you spell ogao? h-o-g-a-o and it's almost like um a slang ogao oh. means uh-huh. to drown and so what oh. it is it's slow cooking oh, so okay. um it is it's anybody like you say ogao and it's, it's just not a real word, but that's what it's called, <laughs> you know, fresh tomatoes, garlic it, um, and l- scallions, long onions, actually. And you just, you know, uh, do slow cook it for like on the pan just for a while and until it's all soft and mushy and you put it on everything. So like that's the base for any soup that I make. Um, if anything's bland, I'll do that and throw it on top of it let it cook a little bit, and it lightens it up. Um, And it's coming from, like, the Caribbean countries, Cuba, Puerto Rico. They have their own version. Some of them are called sofrito or some are called criollo, the creole sauce. So it's kind of like that mix. And it could be um, a dipping sauce. And I don't know if you guys have had arepas. So you can put it on arepas. You can put it on the fried plantains, chips, um, soups, sauce, um, Mm -hmm. rice. I like to do it without the cooking. I just cut it up and throw avocado and lime and lemon. And you've wow. got yourself a dip. So to me, that's kind of like the basic staple of all things cooking. So that's a tip for you, Kristen. So Thank and you. I won't go into more because we've kind of talked about it to death. Now the, the fresh tomatoes, the garlic and the onions, it used yeah. to be part of that that region. So the last one I have is going to be very exciting. But now it's your turn, in.
2: okay sorry
0: it's my turn um
2: my next one is korean Mm -hmm. it's gonna also be short but it is a sauce called gochujang i don't know if i pronounce that it's spelled
1: g-o-c-h-u-j-a-n-g
2: and this is a red pasty sauce it visually looks a lot like tomato paste but it is a paste made from red peppers but along with red peppers it is um it's fermented so they take red peppers they will sometimes will put like a little bit of rice flour or they'll put also put a little sugar a little bit of soy powder possibly mixed together water and then they let it sit in a pot for years while it ferments um
0: years wow
2: yeah for years um if you google it there are some i can't remember where i saw it but i think there's like a couple youtube videos on the manufacture of this now it's mostly manufactured in um factories and it's very quickly made but in the past they put them in these urn like pots that could be several feet tall and then you'll see someone's front um like a factory like a front yard of a factory and they will have hundreds and hundreds of these jars in the front yard just waiting to just fermenting over the years over the years over the years and apparently it's kind of a lost Lost art art. yeah it's kind of a lost art now but there's some cities that still make this and but it becomes obviously a lot more expensive
1: are there like knockoff ones that aren't fermented as long
2: Oh yeah, well that's the factory stuff made I and, think. And have you oh, sure, yeah. do you
1: eat
0: this, do you?
2: Oh, I love this stuff. Yeah, ah. you can buy this. You can go to this in, you could get this in any Korean grocery store, but this is kind of one of the new if you you like cooking, it's kind of like one of those new hot flavors people like to add. Right now, I think the two sauces I see is this one um and then the other one is like in China they make like a um a chili they call it like crunchy chili sauce which i
0: you spelled to, it the one that you're talking about
2: is g-o-c-h-u-j-a-n-g mm-hmm. and if you go to a korean restaurant
1: what about like kbbq like do they serve as one of those dipping sauces there
2: well you'll usually use this in um if you ever have a bibimbap mm-hmm. a bibimbap it's the red sauce that you use oh. to mix into your bibimbap well
0: that's okay. delicious i've had that yeah before. yeah okay.
2: and they come in these margarine like tubs um, so yeah <laughs> like you know they come in these margarine like tubs and i've seen mar- them like as small as like a margarine tub but i've also seen them almost the size of a shoebox. <laughs> you can buy like oh, wow. a shoebox box at the grocery store and or or at least like a tissue box size um and it's just, you know, if you, it doesn't necessarily, you know, like when you have a bean bop, it uh-huh. doesn't, it's not necessarily hot, but it has a little bit of sweetness. It has a little bit of savoriness from the, um, from, from the uh, soy. It has a little bit of pungentness from the fermentation. And then it has a little bit of heat that red, you know, from, you see the red color, but it has a little bit of heat. You can get mild ones. You can get really hot ones. Um, so, I like if you're making anything and it just needs a little bit of heat or a little bit of extra flavor, like a soup or whatever, I like to add a little bit of dash in it of this. But my favorite thing to do is I, I make this into a salad dressing.
0: Oh, oh. Uh-huh. Keep going.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you, you take a good tablespoon or so of this, throw it into a um into a cup. You throw a little bit of olive oil into it. You throw a little bit of sesame seed oil into it. Um, crushed garlic and rice wine vinegar, and then you shake that boy bad boy up, <laughs> and then it becomes this really really flavorful salad dressing.
0: Very um, nice.
2: Yeah, and I serve this stuff on fish. Oh, and then sprinkle a couple of sesame seeds on top when you're done to make it look fancy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> garnish. Um, garnish. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it it's like a really 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 flavorful. Salad dressing um, yeah, that tastes unlike like anything it. else. So, so there you go. It's go choo sauce. Thank
0: you. That's, yeah, okay. That's really good. Very yeah. good.
1: Okay.
2: Or red chili paste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, as if we don't have enough um, chili pepper options. <laughs> All of these are some kind of spicy. Right. Have you ever heard of harissa? Yeah, um, but I don't know from where. Yeah. yeah, It's from Morocco. Okay. It's a chili pepper paste originating from North Africa. I think more specifically Morocco. That's where I learned about it and had it. Harissa is made from peppers, usually roasted red, mm. bakutti or serrano, combined with spices, herbs, garlic, caraway and coriander seeds, cumin and more. It's loved for its ubiquitous uses, including adding to soups, dips, and main dishes. It is super delicious. I feel like it, again, has a very distinct um, exotic flavor to it. And uh, one of the ways that I remember being introduced to it was through, I wish I could remember the name, but there's a very specific Moroccan soup. And I think the, like primary flavor is the harissa. Oh. And it is the most like heartwarming, hearty, delicious soup and it's got like that spice to it, and I remember feeling like I was getting sick, and having that soup and feeling like it like flushed everything away, like all my sinuses were cleared, and uh, it, was, like, it took yeah, every super
2: out. hot, right?
1: Y- yeah, it's pretty okay. not too
0: bad, but it is hot. Yeah,
1: does it have chickpeas? Do you remember? Oh. Maybe that sound. It sounds like it does. Yeah, if I remember right, I feel okay. like there were chickpeas in it. Okay, all right. I think I might have had that soup.
2: There's a chain, i think it's
1: a pretty popular moroccan yeah. dish yeah
2: there's a chain restaurant called uh, kava okay um they kind of serve kind of like bowls and they serve harira
1: harissa. sorry oh, yes fair. okay yeah yeah harira I, I, moroccan chickpea and lentil soup and i think the harissa is a big flavor so yes that's what it was God, delicious. delicious okay mm-hmm. yes kava i'm on the website Hot you know,
2: is a restaurant that serves that and it's like i love oh. the flavor but it always gives me a it gives me a stomach ache because <laughs> <laughs> oh like, really it's too, yeah it's just too it's just really strong for me and i was just wondering if you i feel like
1: to... i could not have enough of it no, oh. it clears her but, yeah i have a pretty high <laughs> spice tolerance
0: so but oh my
1: gosh that that stuff and i feel like In Morocco, you would pass by the, like, markets and stuff where they just had, like, the bins overflowing with the spices and everything Mm -hmm. that would have all of that you could use to make it with. (sighs) Oh, she size and everything. I know. (laughs) Memories.
2: Nice.
0: Oh, yum. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. That was my third. Zen.
0: Um, Zen. Zen. Yeah, it's Zen. It's your turn.
1: Wait. No, it's...
0: Sorry. I don't remember what's happening either. Okay. So I ha- I'm i really excited to talk about this one because in 2019 Nutella was named New York's <laughs> oh, favorite condiment. How's oh, yeah. that? <laughs> um, even though it was a few years ago, I think we should still say that it is a condiment and that it's it, Nutella rocks anyway so it was found to be the one of the top condiments in the Northeast in like Connecticut Massachusetts New York that area right um, and it was based on a survey from a company called influencer which is a company that reviews um, products so I'm just gonna believe it <laughs> so um and I did some research on it and as we know is a Sweden hazelnut cocoa spread and it's manufactured by a company called Ferrero, which was uh, introduced in oh, yeah. 64, 1964. Um, and I like is the ingredients. The ingredients of Nutella are sugar, 50% <laughs> palm oil. Okay? 13 oh. percent 13- wow. <laughs> cocoa solids and a little bit of skim milk so i think that's hilarious because that's it's just bad but it's delicious (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and the and uk some of the nutella contains soy products and but the original traditional um kind of it's it's from piedmont uh was called ganduha which is a blend of 30 percent chocolate and the rest is hazelnut paste. So it, it has changed, right? Just a little bit. Um, so it, it is now, you know, manufactured. It is, um, it was came to be when, um, when the Second World War, was it? After post-war. Yeah, after... The availability of the raw materials; they put the cocoa beans together, and that's how this all came to be because they didn't have the product. And then it is marked as hazelnut cream in many countries. I found this funny. Under Italian law, it cannot be labeled as chocolate. Oh. Cream. Isn't that great? That there's a wait, law. What? theres a, It's not does not meet the minimum of cocoa solids. Oh wow! Oh, so I thought that was hilarious. That is funny. Um, and then I'll end with it's. 10% fat, 58% sugar, and a oh. two-tablespoon gram- um, serving of Nutella is 200 calories. Why
1: would you tell us
0: that? Um, the
2: arteries I- are hardening. Just listen that to, to that.
0: I don't care, and I'm going to go get some today. Oh. <laughs> I Got love it. the fact that there was something sweet as a condiment. So I'm all for that. I don't care. I'm oh, having yeah. it. It's
1: just too good. Dangerous. Oh, yeah. too good. It, is, it is dangerous. Although I have seen... They sell like little one ounce serving jars yes. kind of thing. And I'm like, that one little thing's like a hundred calories, so that doesn't seem so bad. Like just get your own little you know, the portioned out one. Just get the one and run. Don't Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that was that. I liked ending with a with a dessert. Absolutely. I will say I have an honorable mention one and it's mm-hmm. it might be a dessert. When I was looking these up, I was very blown away by this. And if you guys have ever had Jufran banana sauce, Mm -hmm. um, it's from the Philippines. I've never had this. I've never heard of it. I just saw it when I was researching. (laughs) You have? Yeah. Apparently, some people call this banana ketchup. But this popular Filipino condiment has no tomato sauce. So some chefs and home cooks add the popular American condiment to it. The bottled version's red hue comes from food coloring, and it's often served with chicken wings, fried food, and eggs. Okay, so it's not a dessert. (laughs) Its flavor is sweeter and smoother than regular ketchup, and in 2013, Bon Appetit named it one of seven candidates to be the next Sriracha. Hey, Zen, what do you eat it with? Yeah.
2: Hot dogs. With hot dogs? Yeah. Yeah, actually, they're kind of... uh, substitute for ketchup or an alternative to ketchup
0: okay okay very cool i've never heard of that i don't you know, i'm gonna try other things first
1: <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> i have other priorities it, it, it
2: doesn't it doesn't taste like it doesn't taste like bananas or it doesn't you wouldn't realize it was actually made out of bananas honestly
1: okay but then when so, someone says it you're like oh i kind of can taste a banana now
2: yeah, yeah, it may, yeah, maybe it's a little bit sweeter and the texture is slightly different. But, you know, the reason why I know about it is if I, I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, years and years ago, and they had a grocery st- store called Jungle Jim's International Market, and it was a little bit further away from the city, but it was essentially a grocery store set up in a warehouse, and they had an international area. And this was so big that each international area was almost like it's, – it's funny, like its own little mini grocery store within a grocery store. Oh, wow. And they even had stuff like this um, banana sauce. And I'm one of these people that I like walked down an aisle and it's like, huh, banana sauce. I must know what that tastes like. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, my my wife will tell you that. It's like, oh, no, here he goes again. it's just like, what is that? It's like, I don't know. I got to buy it. So I I just buy a lot of food that I have no idea what it is just Mm -hmm. to see what it is, you know, just to see what it tastes like. And I got a couple, like I got a bottle or two. It's like it was okay, but it was, I haven't bought one in 20 years, but I've tried it. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's all right. And if I didn't have ketchup, I would go for it. But banana. I rather i rather eat ketchup personally. It's okay. not bad. It's just different.
1: I actually I'm not a I'm not a fan of ketchup at all. I'm huge mustard. I don't like the sweetness of ketchup. I really like the tangy like savoriness of mustard. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't think the banana sauce would be up my alley at all. Because it's <laughs> saying it's even sweeter than ketchup. Yeah, okay. it's
2: it's different. It's different.
1: Okay. Ironically oh. I love bananas. <laughs> Go have your mint chutney and Thank you. <laughs> More <laughs> mint chutney for me. All right. So I think we're getting down to the end. Anyone else have any other honorable mentions? I did mine at the beginning. Oh, okay. Alright, yeah. <laughs> well we we covered it all. I think we've got all almost all the continents covered. Sweet, savory, the works. So I think that's a wrap on our condiments from around the world podcast. So thank you all for tuning in again. Do you want more? Then check us out on Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more.
0: And also, if you're newer to our show, check out some of our older podcasts on Florence, Italy, Hawaii, and some crazy things that have been confiscated by TSA. And oh yeah. Who thinks of bring a chainsaw on a plane is a good idea? Go check these out. Yeah, (laughs) all
2: right last of all before we leave we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor the university of california irvine division of continuing education they only offer the best continuing professional education to help you with your career if you need a career boost or looking for a new profession check them out at ce.uci.edu and once again thank you for tuning in
1: goodbye